Yeah. Uh, give me one second. Okay. Yeah. So my podcast, name of my podcast is Pro Purpose. September's Passion presents Pro Purpose. What it's all about pretty much is about God, purpose, and life. That those are the main like three um, themes revolving around the podcast and all the episodes, you know, along with uh, business and um, other things as well, music. And yeah, so I'm Demetrius, you know, the original host, and I have my a new guest and I'll let her introduce herself. Sure. Well, my name is Sishu. I am a career alignment coach and self-empowerment coach. I mean, I'm here to help connect creative professionals to their passion and value so they are aligned with who they are. So what they do are aligned with who they are and they wake up excited for life each day. I'm happy to be here for this podcast. That's beautiful. And you said this is your first, um, your first uh, podcast or like your first time like guesting with somebody else, like on somebody else's. Yeah, sure. <laughs> okay, yes. First time for everything. <laughs> yep, definitely. Yeah. yeah, so pretty much, um, I just want us to pretty much kind of like uh, interview each other um, so you know, we can have the listeners, the audience, um, learn more um, about each other, you know, any new listeners that come in and listen, listen to my podcast. Um, so I guess I can start first by asking you um, questions. And my, my first question um, for you would be, what is your what is your gift oh wow like what like your number one talent your primary talent um the thing that you're the best at huh that's a great question i think i have the gift of compassion and the gift of clarity so to elaborate on that is that i am somebody who really cares once I put my heart onto something, I really don't give up easily. I give it my all. And um, in terms of like other people's feeling and what they go through, I'm very empathic that I really can understand and feel in their shoes to be able to kind of provide guidance exactly how it will help them because I always take it as it's my own problem. Whenever somebody shares about their issue, and I really take it to heart that this person really wants this issue to be resolved, and I will always care enough to, no matter what, figure out something for them. So that <clears throat> that's I think it's a give in terms of like how much I cares, and then in terms of gift of clarity, I did not know it was a gift until like people started telling me just like, hey, like, Sushi, you have like insane clarity for life. We're just like, what do you mean? Like, you know? And they were like, no, I'm like confused and lost, like blah, blah. And I think I have give clarity in terms of when people present an issue or a problem to me, I immediately see their blind spot. Like I know what's kind of the reason for them to feel stuck, like what's holding them back. So, um, and also I think another gift is not relevant to my coaching business, but it's relevant to who I am is that I'm a very creative person, uh, have wild imaginations and um, I'm a conceptual thinker. So whenever um, I get presented a problem, because besides coaching, I'm also an interior designer, like I've done interior design for 10 years. So every time I get present a project, I really want to go deep into come up with concepts that best address, you know, 
the location, the culture, and the vision of the client. And I think my gift is that I my like I allow myself to open my mind as wide as possible. So I'm like I don't limit myself. So I'm just like I'm just allowing the universe to take me and expand however that I supposed to go. So like that feeling of that <clears throat> I'm always in receptive mode that I trust the process and uh, I trust that this idea is gonna work out. It's really helpful for me. So I guess this three gifts that I can think of on top of my head is, you know, the gift of compassion, care, and gift of clarity and the gift of creativity. Thank you. That's really good. And, it, and it's good that you know all of that stuff. Because <laughs> yeah, a lot of people I, I asked them what's their gift and they would just 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 tell me they don't know. And I had to like kind of like try to tell them, like, okay, what are you good at? Like, well, people told you that you got you're good at something. <laughs> you know, yep. so that's that's really great that you know it that very well, like that, like three of all the three. So Thank you. Um, and just kind of a side uh, question. Well, what is your um, location? Like, where, where are you from? Oh, I currently live in Seattle, uh, Washington State. Oh, wow. Uh, so That's much interesting. Greater. That's interesting. I actually uh, have a, a friend that was an um, old roommate and colleague, and uh, he moved up there. And I believe he's still living up there right now. Mm. Yeah, it's a gorgeous city. I always feel like this is a mature city to be because the mountain, the trees is very grounding. Like, you know, you feel like I at least speak for myself. I feel very grounded here. See, yeah. Yeah, so, um, so now moving forward to um, my second question. Um, Second question is, what is your what is your passion? Like, what do you like really really love? Hmm. That's a good question. My passion is to help people. Uh, I want to be helpful. I want to feel like I am being helpful, and that's how I landed my uh, coaching business because I was interior design. I was doing interior design for 10 plus years and after COVID, I got laid off and I just feel like, you know, I just feel burned out. I don't feel like I want to just get another job and get another interview and do all that process again. And I feel like I, there's something else I want to do. And if anyone was interested to check out the blog I wrote on my website about how I found my purpose, it's like, I used to date this guy and I love him so much that I make I made him my purpose, like helping him figure out his life, helping him be happy, helping him solve whatever problem he's going through was my number one priority, more than what I need to do for myself. But then, you know, he left and the relationship didn't work out. I feel like I made the effort, but then still end up going nowhere. And I just kind of, really blamed on myself and went on a soul searching journey it's just like well now what and then I realized that I love him of course for him but also for the fact that I'm needed by him so I asked myself if you know um, I wake up in the morning what would be a drive for me to be very excited of the day and the question, I mean, the answer came to me not long after I had that question for myself is that if somebody needs me and that kind of just opened my mind and kind of just like got down on me, just like, whoa, I didn't have to just help this one person that I'm in a relationship with. Like I can help so many others. I'm sure like I have an ability to help others if I can help this one person. So I think that's how I explored um, to become a life coach. 
it's that I realized my passion is in being helpful, helping people, especially problem solving for people or helping them find clarity or, you know, being very positive support and encouraging. Like I'm, I'm a good, um, if, <clears throat> if you study like leadership, there's like four different roles and there's the analyzer, there's the promoter, there's the supporter, right? And then I just feel like um, I am such a promoter. Um, I'm always kind of just trust, have faith, um, staying positive. I'm just like, this is gonna work. We got this, we got this, you got this. You know what I mean? So I'm like a cheerleader for people. Um, and that's what I like to do. And I think that's what I passionate about. See, yeah, that's, that's, that's really good. And, and how long did you say you, you've been like on this, like doing these things, like on this journey? Well, casually, I keep telling every time I met a potential goal, <laughs> excuse me, is that I've been casually doing since I was in my 20s. Like my two best friends, they, they treat me as their private counselor. <laughs> so like every time they run into something, they come to me, we have like long hours of conversation. Like my record with one person is 13 hours, with the other person is like seven hours. It's just like, I can have a conversation for a long time if it goes somewhere. So um, I've been doing it casually since you know, I was in my twenties after high school, but then professionally, after COVID. So uh, it's gonna be two years this September. I see. And when you say 13 hours, is that like 13 hours straight or like all together at, at different times? Wait, from 2 p.m. to 3 a.m. <laughs> wow. I know that was my record that I don't plan to break. <laughs> <laughs> We just got into this juicy conversation about like spirituality, about life, about failures, about success, just, you know, one topic of another. And there was some like hiccup that I have to pull him up in terms of like, think positively, but then a lot of time it's kind of just exchange information. I see, that's, that's, that's fascinating. I know that's my record I'm proud of but I don't plan to break it because at the end like I didn't realize it was 13 hours actually until I, it was like really dark I was just like wait is it midnight <gasps> three o'clock then... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <is it> <laughs> yeah that's fun <laughs> and yeah time time flies you know especially like um, when you're talking to people and and uh, you're really invested in the conversation and you know it's really it gets really deep yeah, time and lose track of time really quickly yeah I totally like one of the questions asked my client was like what activity do make time disappear and I think having in-depth conversation is one of it for me for sure if I'm really engaged in the conversation like five hours feel like 30 minutes you know what I mean yeah Definitely. So now I want to ask you one more question and then I'll, I'll let you ask me um, a few questions. Uh, and my third question is what, what makes you angry? Like, like what problem in the world, um, like, like frustrates you and that you would love like to be able to solve like or to contribute um, something, you know, towards, you know, being able to solve. Are you talking about world issues, like politics or stuff like that? Or are you talking you about- You said war, you said war issue? Yeah, is that what you're referring to? No, I mean, like, just in general, it could be, it could be anything. Well, here's the thing. It's a very interesting question is that right. Any I am the type of person who can really tolerate 
a lot in terms of what really makes me angry. It takes a lot to make me angry. Oh, like I'm kind of bad. I'm usually not easily um, triggered in terms of anger. Um, I usually just be able to kind of just understand or be able to ignore or be able to kind of not bother me, let, not letting it bother me. What angers me is like, I guess so far my dog sometimes makes me angry when he doesn't listen. <laughs> so I guess what angers me is when somebody I really care about are putting themselves in danger and not listening to, you know, to me to say, hey, this is this is dangerous. So the reason that I say that my dog makes me uh, angry is that he loves eating wood chips and wood chips irritates his stomach, you know, make his stomach upset, make him throw up. So every time he eats more wood chips, I after I just had him know, it just kind of makes me angry. And I will just like yell and louder. or just like, no, don't do that. Like, because it's like part of it. It's not just anger. It's like fear, fear of him hurting himself. And also like, I feel anger is never a true emotion. There is a underlying emotion, which is sadness. It's just like that sadness of what, what if something happened to, to my dog, to this baby. It's like that frustration, it's manifest as anger. But I'm not like really mad at my dog. I'm angry in terms of so it's like, oh my God, like this is scary. Don't do it. Like it's going to hurt you and it's going to hurt me. And that's kind of like the most recent experience I have with anger. Um, in terms of with people, I don't really get angry, angry with people. I get frustrated with people um people can disappoint but in terms of angry um i'm very i consider myself a very gentle person and some people call me that i have a zen personality or whatever is that i don't like to have heated conversation when it gets heated usually you're just like oh i gonna I, I can't do this. Like, I need to leave. Like, I will just leave. Like, I wouldn't continue to engage. Like, when I was dating my ex-boyfriend, I remember when things get really intense, like, it always kind of end up with me slamming the door and leaving. Like, I don't want to just stay angry in the situation. So um, if the question is like, what makes me angry? I guess it's whatever makes me frustrated, I guess. Frustration leads to anger for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it makes sense. I mean, so it's kind of just like, you know, what you were saying with your dog. Um, just kind of like, I mean, it sounds like, you know, did you really care about the well-being um, of someone, you know, uh, or something that you love? And it, I guess, like, if you feel that they keep putting themselves in harm's way, even though you're trying to get them to stop, that, you know, causes you frustration. It can make you angry. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Um. Hello, how are you doing today? I hope you are enjoying this episode. We are approaching the halfway point of this episode and I am going to have a break intermission very short with my beloved song, Life is Beautiful. Enjoy.
over i guess the microphone to you um to where you can ask me um, a few questions you know whatever whatever you want well let just start with the opposite what makes you happy what makes me happy <laughs> oh, that's, that's easy <laughs> music oh yeah that's that's um you know uh like for example last night i went to um open mic um, I performed, I watched other musicians perform and I actually uploaded um, a video on my YouTube channel of the last band. Um, it's like a trio, three three guys, a guitarist, um, a guitarist and singer and uh, a bassist and a drummer. And they were like the best um, band that I've seen perform like uh, in a long time, I think possibly ever. <laughs> like in person like like right in front of them like it was it was it was amazing like they uh they covered like some Jimi Hendrix songs uh Elvis and I think they did like one or two originals and yeah it was amazing <laughs> yeah, it was, yeah I, it was it was a really great time last night um so yeah that's just an example you know like that's that's what makes me happy it's, it's music, you know, whenever I'm feeling down or depressed or irritated, you know, angry, like I could just put on some music um, and not too long after it's, you know, uh, it'll, it'll make me feel better. You know, it, it, it heals me, soothes me. It's like, you know, my therapy. Um, so that's like the main thing, you know, it's kind of like other stuff can be other things at times, um, such as, you know, uh, fun experiences with people, you um, that I really like, you know, that I really like to be around, 
um, or, you know, driving, <laughs> believe it or not. Like, I, I really love to, like, drive around, um, but not just anywhere, but, like, through, like, beautiful places. Um, like, for example, you ever heard of, uh, you, do you know of the uh, San Francisco Bay Area? Mm -hmm. I lived there before. Yeah, yeah, I I lived there as well very shortly, only, like, only for, like, a few months. But um, just, like, driving through there and seeing, like, that whole area, like, I love it you know like that that's you know because to me it was beautiful you know I, I was I was not used to you know anything like that and yeah it's beautiful I, I can't wait to go back there and visit um, so yeah you know going around you know in beautiful areas and big cities uh and adventuring exploring driving around blasting music <laughs> um yeah like, that's also you know something that makes me happy so yeah, those are, you know, things that make me happy. That's awesome. So do you also thinking cre the creation part makes you happy as well, right? The making of the music versus li yeah. listening to the music. Yeah, the creation, like, you know, writing. Everything related to music makes you happy. Yeah. Nice, nice. So what's the percentage you spend with your music right now? versus um, other things yeah pretty much i would say 50 percent i believe yeah that's that's just that's just about what it seems like 50 percent um the other 50 percent is pretty much chores you know me thinking writing uh strategizing coming up with ideas um envisioning you know things for the for the future and um learning you know i love to constantly be learning you know mm -hmm. things every every day about you know just in life of, of it could be anything um and yeah you know and, and just uh networking with people um meeting and uh developing new connections like like with you you know we just met yesterday you know through, uh, <laughs> that wisdom i have so yeah, it's, it's about like 50-50. Awesome. Well, on the Wisdom app, you mentioned that you teach and coach. So what do you love to teach and coach? Um, do you have much, a coaching business too? Not entirely. It's, it's something that like, it's kind of, I'm starting more um, at the like small, you know, kind of building that up from the ground. Um, so, I mean, but in terms of like what I love to teach and coach uh, specifically, the most is pretty much um purpose in music um and separately so i can like you know similar to you i can help a person uh discover and figure out their purpose their passion their gift their calling um you know asking them pretty much like the same questions that i asked you um and yeah and that's you know how I I goes with uh, I don't know if you can hear that. Yep, no worries. <laughs> but um, yeah, just asking the questions, writing stuff down, and and um, you know, talking with them and helping them work through it, um, and you know, just kind of like, yeah, just going from there. You know, when it comes to purpose, and and then the music, pretty much, I teach them uh, the most popular. The most popular thing or most common thing that people like to learn when it comes to music is singing. So I, you know, help them with that and we work with people on that. Um, you know, there, there's like, you know, a few instances where they might want to learn poetry or, or how to rap or play an instrument. The majority of, of people that want to learn something with their music is usually always singing. So yeah, that's pretty much what I teach and help people with. Nice. So now you're talking about helping people with purpose. Let's talk about where is your, where is the purpose for your music? Like what is, what is the purpose for your music that you think? Like, what is that action word for music? Wow. Of my music specifically? Mm -hmm. Um, Pretty much to, uh, 
to inspire people, mm. to help them, you know, like, you know, same thing, help them to discover their purpose and um, to pretty much like give them wisdom, you know, um, of, you know, certain things in life, you know, certain understandings and just like the truth, you know, the, the truth, the, the actual truth when it comes to the most important things in life. That's that's mm -hmm. the purpose of my music. Awesome. So I hear the word that your music is to inspire and to help people stay truthful to themselves. Yeah. That's awesome. So what inspire you of your music? Like where you get your inspiration from? Um it could be from, you know, just different things. Um, like for example, um I recently I recently just got back into rapping. Um, because that's and that was actually like my introduction, um, not into music um in general, but into recording. Um that's what I had first like started doing. Um uh, when I first ever started recording, that's what that's what I used to do rap like back in high school, like 10, 10 eight years ago. Um but uh I had listened to some instrumentals from a producer that I've been following pretty much since then. Um and I don't know if like I've heard the instrumentals before, but for whatever reason, um they just they just recently inspired me to um uh, to start by rapping again. So, you know, that's one thing. Um, and, you know, there's like certain artists uh, and, and there's a certain like genre of music, like my favorite, my favorite genre of music, like kind of music basically is um, progressive rock. So like Genesis, I don't know if you know the bands, Genesis, Pink Floyd, Rush, like the, yeah, I don't know if you're familiar with them, but but yeah. they they make like really like long, complex um, rock songs, basically. Mm. Um, and they're like very like, you know, artsy and cinematic and uh, theatrical. So, you know, it's like really, really like uh, powerful music, you know. Mm -hmm. So that's that's like my favorite genre. And that like really, really inspires me. Um, and as well as like other um, bands as well. So just like, there's just different things, you know, that that uh, that inspire me when it comes to music. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, but like at the end of the day, it's my gift um, and my passion, you know, like it's just what I, what I love, what makes me happy. Right, so do you have an ultimate, um, you can say, uh a musician that you admire or idol or your favorite person one i would say hmm, i would say i would say i'll put two people okay. uh, one of them is a, is a musician and he's a guitarist uh his name is uh joseph Chirani. um he's like my favorite guitarist and favorite um i guess pretty much my favorite musician um he's like a um older white guy he, he's he's bald and he um he always wears shades um yeah like he's 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 amazing um and i discovered him back in high school back in 2010 um so probably 12 years ago uh, from the game guitar hero i i like played a song on there that was by him and I just looked up the rest of his music and fell in love, you know, just, you know, went all, all off into the end, along with a whole bunch of other rock bands and just was introduced to the world of rock music and yeah, I just fell in love. Um, so that's uh, my number one inspiration, I guess, in terms of a musician. Well, my number one inspiration overall, he was also a musician, but he was a better teacher than he was a musician. Um, is uh, his name is Dr. Miles Monroe. He's um like pretty much like a black um pa African pastor uh, from the Bahamas. 
Um, mm. And he was like a very successful, you know, wealthy uh, businessman, teacher, coach, you know, author. He wrote like 50 something books and like uh, mm. 50 or 40, 40 of them were like bestsellers. Um, so yeah, he's like my number one inspiration, like in life, like just over of everybody. Mm. that's really cool that's really cool yeah so for the first guy what about his music that you really love um just like the, the specific sound of it uh just how good he is um and like just i don't know like it just really like it's just something about his playing out of out of any other musician that like it just really resonates with me and also he's a teacher um and he's been teaching you know um music since he was like young when you know when he was in his prime you know um because he's he's like older now he's like, i think he's like 60 now or, or or 50 something um but he was like in his 20s in like the 80s um and yeah like you know since then you know still still to now like he's been teaching and i've been learning from him like he has like you know, you, uh, videos on YouTube, um, and, and he, what you call, he, um, he taught some of the best guitars. Like, I don't know if you ever heard of, well, do, are you familiar with like, with, 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 uh, rock music? Not really, <laughs> but no. I'm open to learn. Yeah. So, yeah. So he taught some of the best guitars, like, um, uh, like Kirk Hammett. Um, he's a good, he's the guitarist of the rock band Metallica. Um, I, I know like, Metallica is like really big to the point to where even even people who don't really know rock still have like usually I've heard at least one song from them on the radio or something. Um, but yeah, like he's you know extremely skilled um, guitarist, and he was taught by Joe Satriani. Um, and then there was like uh, another you know highly skillful guitarist that was taught by him as well. Um, so yeah, like he's you know a teacher of, of the greats you know um so like uh yeah just like I said like how good he is um you know how like his music resonates with me um during his performance like his performances they're always you know you know amazing um just yeah like just everything about like you know his his gift and and how he serves it is it's incredible. I, I I just can't see how how you can't be inspired by it. <laughs> so, mm -hmm. Amazing. Yeah. So would you say that he inspired you to want to teach? Um. Uh, initially, he did it, but I guess now, um, I guess now he he contributes towards it. Um, mm -hmm. but initially, no, he, he he didn't teach me. I mean, he didn't um he didn't inspire me. Um. He just mainly uh, inspired me to kind of like, you know, pick up a guitar um, and learn it and play it and uh, write songs. And, and, you know, he's a big influence, you know, within, mm -hmm. you know, uh, me, me making music. Um, but in terms of teaching, he didn't really inspire me to teach. Um, uh, I would say Miles Monroe more so um, inspired me to do that. Because like I said, he's um, a better um, teacher than he is a musician. Um, so, you know, that's like half of it, but, but the other half of it was just, you know, kind of like my life, like a, a couple years ago, um, not like a couple years ago, one year ago, just last year, when I first started teaching, um, I had just, you know, learned and, and realized that, uh, my second strongest gift underneath music is teaching. Um, mm -hmm. So I just decided, you know, to, to uh, put myself out there and start, you know, exercising it, you know, awesome. and, and, and using it. So how long have you been doing music? Um, well, I've been in, involved in learning, developing all, I've always been like a student of it. Um, since I was like really, really little, um, my grandmother put me in like in the church choir um, when I was like five or six I think like I was really little um, and pretty much ever since then I've always been involved in um, developing learning uh, you know in in music ever ever since then I've always stuck with me 
you're saying your strongest um, talents in music is your vocal, right? Yeah. You really can sing. Yeah. That's awesome. That's definitely a gift. Not everybody has that kind of project projector voice. Like for example, yeah. my voice, I just don't think it projects enough. It's like a, mm -hmm. a little muffled almost. Like you mm -hmm. have to hear it carefully. It's not like, I don't know, like some people's voice, you can just hear it for miles away. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. That's, that's kind of like how mine is. It's just like really a lot of power and like um, mm, right. volume to it. <laughs> right. It's very full, like a very full sounding. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. Well, I think that's the questions I have for you so far. Do you have other questions for me? Um, yeah. Um, I, I have two more actually. Um, the fourth one is, uh, well, I mean, I don't know if I, I well, I want to ask it to you just so you could kind of like explain it um, to kind of like give the listeners um, more of a specific um, understanding um, so but I'm pretty sure you know it so and it is um, what would you do for no paycheck and in other words like what would you like love to do um, with your life um, if you didn't have to worry about money like if 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 it was just if we didn't need it and and like it was just no worry like what, what would you do with your life that's so funny because that's one of the questions I ask my client in my confident program to help them find what they want to do with their life is that if you have all the money and time in the world, you don't need to do anything for money, what would you do? So that question for me, it's kind of same thing what I do now is helping people. Like I just, in that case, if I have no money issue, then I can just help whoever wants my help. Like, I don't have to select the people who only can pay me. You know what I mean? Like, there's so many clients came to me and love the uh, program I have to offer. And when they heard the price, just like, oh, that's not in my budget. Like, if money is not an issue, I mean, I can help them, right? Like, I think I have figured out the fact that um, my life purpose is to help others find their life purpose. And I think we all deserve to live uh, an aligned life that aligns with who we are. Like if you are not living a life that aligns with who you are, then you're living someone else's life, you know? Absolutely. And um, uh, so that kind of changes my, my next question because you pretty much answered the next question which was, you know, which is good, you know, because all the, the questions I asked you um, were pretty much uh, built up of what I put together as like the five, I call it like the, the five most important questions in life. Um, and they're pretty much to like, you know, help show a person their purpose, you know, um, within, within words and, yeah, the the, last, the the fifth question was going to be, "What is your purpose?" And you pretty much, you know, said it. And the four, the first four, you know, lead up to the fifth one. So, so yeah. So it changes my my fifth question to um, just kind of a question that I just came up with in my head right now uh, while you were talking, and it is, "What is your your favorite movie?" Huh. Oh man, I love movies. <laughs> I love all kinds of movies. In terms of favorite, um, I just, uh, it's hard to say favorite, but in terms of a movie that I think is special, uh, I definitely love Before Sunset. Uh, I don't remember the director, but I just remember this movie is pretty much full of dialogue. And this movie is about these two strangers met on a train to go their uh, originally destination are different, but because they met on the train, they just decided to spend the rest of the trip together. And it turns into a love story, but the reason I love this movie so much is the conversation, it just feels very real. Doesn't feel like it is like uh, uh, scripted. 
it's feel like this is like watching someone's real life and it's very um intimate i just love that kind of production in terms of sharing a story and showing what life really is instead of just have you know a lot of moving movie are showing fantasies right a lot of movies are showing like this fairy tale love stories that it's really hard to find in real life and a lot of movies showing you know violence or just drama the intense intenseness like i don't consider myself a really intense person so i don't really like things intense so this movie before sunset after sunrise is like a and there's like before midnight there's like three of them i think it's such a beautiful um literature and art in terms of it just depicts real life you said it was called before sensei no before sunset oh sunset you haven't watched that movie i highly encourage you beautiful it's a lot of dialogue there's not much plot but if you listen to the dialogue it's just like oh my god i'm just literally observing someone's life right now like this is cool like i'm literally like a fly on the wall <laughs> you know following <laughs> these two people around and see how they live their um, life in terms of meeting on a trip and what the trip is gonna turns out into it's just very real. It just doesn't feel like there's a lot of performance happening, which I, I love. It's nice. What's that said? Yeah, I'm, I'm going to try to look into that, look that up, watch it. Yeah, um, I think you'll love it. Tell me when you watch it. <laughs> sure. Yeah. So for me, um, yeah, I don't really have, I, I, I don't really have one like, ultimate like number one favorite movie um i have like favorites so i could say my two favorites that come to to mind right now and number one is now i kind of want to say like not even just one of them i kind of say like the whole like rocky series like very uh, uh it's very motivating right yeah motivation Very, um, yeah self empowering kind of thing yeah the uh, first one second one uh the fourth one not so much and the third one not so much more so i would say like the third one the third and the fourth one for like action and and uh like the music but for the actual whole entire movie the first one and the second one um are my two favorites so yeah and, and and i've also been like really uh researching and um looking into um sylvester stallone's um background story like his past um like before you know the first rocky and um you know before he was famous and successful and it's really inspiring you know it's it's, it's really inspiring because uh he you know had like a very rough you know painful um past you know uh leading up to his success and you know it pretty much shaped him up and molded him to be able to deliver and give us you know um the character that he gave us you know um that is rocky you know like his his past you know it was very rocky <laughs> so like it kind of like it created the character, you know? That's really cool. That's really cool. Well, should we keep this podcast within the hour? Then um, I actually have a question that we can each share a little bit um, to wrap it up, if you don't mind. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Let's do that. So um, I was thinking, how about we each share a little bit about what, uh, what, book we're recently reading like we're currently reading or we recently read mm -hmm. oh you can start <laughs> yes that's that's beautiful um uh so currently I'm, I'm i'm reading i'm continuing to read the bible um i had a book that i was reading but it got stolen <laughs> unfortunately um 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. So, uh, hope we'll get it know. back. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know if we're gonna if I'm ever gonna finish that book, but um, <laughs> but uh, but the book was um, it's called the subtle the the subtle art of not giving a f. Right? Uh huh. The blank. You you heard it, you heard of that book? Mm hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So like not caring so what other one. people say, kind of thing. Yeah. So I was like, either halfway or close to halfway done with that book. Um, but the last book that I've that I've read, where I read all the way entire, I'm trying to think the, the very last one. Um, uh, it was probably one of Dr. Miles Monroe's books. Um, the purpose and power of authority. I, that's the one I remember. Uh, because there's there's like over a handful of books that I read through. Um, in the last couple of years, so I think I think that one was the was the last one. But yeah, that one, um, uh, maximizing your potential by the same author. Um, I read that one all the way through, and uh, it's another book. What's one more I can say? Um, and there's no one that I really like called um, Unlock It by Dan Locke. Are you familiar with him? No. He's like he's a um Asian um businessman. You can look him up on YouTube. Um, but he's like a a, a rich um Asian businessman. And um yeah, I really, I really like his um his story, you know, that he uh talked about um in his book in, in that book on Unlock It. So yeah, those are you know a few a few books. <laughs> That's awesome. So I recently, um, I, I haven't told you that three people that I admire the most so far, one, of course, passed away a long time ago. Uh, his name is, you know, Leonardo da Vinci. I just think like he really has lived his potential with everything that he, you know, had curiosity for and trying to learn and explore and with the, his amazing artistic talent that like how much um, mastery that he has done for his life. Of course, I super admire him, but the two that's still alive, one of them is Sadhguru, which is a spiritual teacher and mystic from India. And the other one is Matt Kang. And I'm currently reading his new book called All for Love, The Trans More Transformative Power of Holding Space. <clears throat> It's such a good book, just kind of sharing about how, how it is, how important it is to be a good listener. And the way to be a good listener is not just about listening to the other person and then trying to respond and trying to, re, you know, react or whatever. It's just to really make the other person seen and heard and validated. And like they share something like, we tend to just immediately trying to find solutions and how to fix their problem. But the power is in that you hold the space for whatever they have to share. And you just basically in, engage in a way that make them feel that they're not alone. Like, like the most powerful thing we can say sometimes to somebody, just like, I'm here with you. Like, I'm here for you. Like, I hear you. Like, if we're not really, they're not really looking to just like, oh, what do I do? Like, unless they ask, you know, then we can give that advice. But a lot of people, they jump into that right away and make the other person feel small, make the other person feel incapable. But if we can just hold the space, just like, oh, wow, that must be tough. Mm, I hear you. I'm here for you. Like, all these words is going to be such like a nice massage in the other person's heart, you know, to just tell them that you're not alone. I'm here for you. And what you said matters. And I think everybody should learn these skills to be a good listener and just, you know, communicate with each other <clears throat> from a place of love, right? Because you care. When you listen to somebody, you care what they have to say. You're not listening to somebody to wait for to say your piece, right? 
So I think that book is really good. And then another book I recently read is called um, Nonviolent Communication. They call it an NVC. So it teaches like basically communication is a piece of art. How do you deliver your communication is very important. Like always stick with your feelings rather than your thoughts to kind of avoid the other person to be defensive because when you're stating a thought you're making a judgment right the other person automatically will want to kind of argue that but if you say your feeling it's your feeling so it can it, it can always it can be wrong like your feeling is always true you know what i mean so and it teaches like how in a conflict that um, a lot of times is because that the other person desperately want to be heard. So to avoid the conflict is that you guys just take turns, like don't compete with each other. So it's like, you know, these two books, I think is really kind of elevated my coaching a little bit more. It's like, I used to not be a good listener. I used to just like so eager, just like, I have, I know what to say next. Like, I'm just like waiting for my turn to talk. Like, I didn't understand what it, what it is uh, like to be a good listener and why I need to be a good listener. But later on, I was just like, oh my God, when you really pay attention to listen for the sake of listening, you understand so much better and you connect with the person at a deeper level. So... Yeah, that's kind of um, two books I recently read. <clears throat> say, say, say the um, names of both of them again. The first one I'm currently reading is called um, All for Love by Matt Kahn. Um, All for Love, the transformative power of holding space. <laughs> and the other book is called um, Nonviolent communication. I forgot the author name. Let me check really quick. Nonviolent communication. I think if somebody is in a relationship that is like, you know, this toxic um, dynamic or even in like parenthood or something like that, I think this book is great. Uh, it's by Marshall B. Rosenberg. Uh, he's a PhD. So basically teaches you how to communicate from place of empathy, collaboration, authenticity, and freedom. So it's a very, very useful book. That's nice. Well, mm -hmm. yeah, I'm going um, to try, try to remember those and um, maybe uh, give them a read. There's, there's like other books that I still have lined up in my Amazon save for later that i want to read in the future and it's like it's i'll like, add it you, for you <laughs> yeah it's like once you start reading one book then there could be another one that you could find and you start reading that one then there could be two more that you so it's like it could be you know a little hard to stay on one sometimes um but but yeah um but yeah i mean pretty much uh gonna go ahead and wrap this up um and I just wanted to, you know, just say thank you um, for joining in uh, and collaborating with me. And, and you know, let's uh, definitely continue to network and yeah, just go from there. Yeah, this is so fun. So you say you're already like helping people finding purpose and stuff. So are you currently taking like any clients or anything? Um. So when it comes to that specifically, um, I've just kind of like more so been doing that like for free, like mm. with people, like friends and family um, right, right, right. What I've been that doing. I know. The, 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 the music teaching thing, I've been um, doing that like with clients. Got you, got you. Cool, so you teach people how to change their voice to sound better, like what, what do you yeah. like teach? It's a part of it. Cool. Awesome. Well, this has been super fun. It's my first time and you set a, a good record in terms of I want to do this again, either with you or with someone else.
Because <laughs> when I first heard the word podcast, I just feel intimidated by it. Like, is this like big talk show? Like, you have to get really ready for it, and you know. But yeah, this is like really chill, and I like it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you. I'm gonna pause the recording now.